Use that day to inspire. It might be riding a bike. It might be saying to someone, I love you. It might be asking someone out. Do something that for you is transformational. Hi, my name is Dr. Savvy. I am the host of the World Transformation Day podcast. And every week we'll be looking at values associated with the World Transformation Day. Now, let's think a little bit about what that actually means. It's a day to celebrate and share transformational and inspiration within the world together, raising the vibration and consciousness of humanity. But if we consider what the themes are that emerge, it's about change from within, inspiration for others, techniques on how to achieve that change, and then most of all, celebrating and sharing personal experiences. So join me every week to cover one of those subjects and for you joining us on World Transformation Day. In this week's episode, we have an interview with Harinder Paul. He's one of the founders of the World Transformation Day. A couple of years ago, I had an opportunity to interview him and he told me about what inspired him. He's been doing lots of charity work in other areas and we spoke about those as well. Welcome to the show. Good to see you. How are you? I'm very well, Sammy. Yeah, Thank you for having much. me. We're driving around London to try and uh, get to the right place and then find a place where we can uh, meet you and, and talk to you about all the great things that you're doing. Yeah, thank you for making the effort to come and meet me. Uh, so tell us uh, a little bit about your background. Um, you know, how did you... Um, I know you with the thing that we mentioned was a bit of a laugh about all the, the, the job roles and things, but you do that a few days a week, don't you? Yeah, I'm, I'm an optometrist by profession. I've been an optometrist or people sometimes understand the word optician better okay. for about 22 years and um, um, that's what I do uh, as a profession but my main role is I'm the investor relations director for a company called the Vincent Group and we basically trade property, we buy and sell property and develop right. property really uh, and uh, we use um, and give opportunity for investors to invest with us with a very high return so my role is bringing investors on board so we can do more projects. So you just don't have enough balls to whiz around in the air. You sort of do another project as well on the side, you know. Um, <laughs> I mean, uh, my wife always complains about that in terms right. of time management and what have you, and how, just splitting all the times. I, I've been in personal development for many years, and uh, I've just learned to become really effective because. You, you never suffer from uh, procrastination, do you? Like, oh, I'm sitting here, I can't really be bothered to do that. Oh, there's too much on my plate. I don't know what that is anymore. Okay, good. But it's funny you say that, and that's why I'm smiling. Before I got into personal development, I was the number one procrastinator on the planet, always putting things off, not taking action. So one of the things that has me be effective in terms of time management is not being in my head. A lot of the things that have people slow down and not take action is just a noise in their head. When should I start? And because I've learned to quieten that noise, and just take the action, even when I'm scared to take the action, because some of the stuff I do is confronting, you know, making phone calls or going, even public speaking, I just feel the fear and do it anyway. And I've done that so often now that it's become a habit. But you have like a, a big list of things that you need to do and then you write it down in a notebook and you cross them all off as you're doing them all? Yeah, I mean, I, I used to use a paper diary right. until two years ago, people used to laugh at me, but now I've got my diary on my phone okay. and I have a, a scheduled times for things that I do. 
Uh, at the moment, I'm working two to three days a week as an optometrist. That's only just started again recently. Uh, and then two days a week with the property company. So I, have, I, I manage my time. And because I, I'm so good at being my word, which is doing what I said I'm going to do, you know, if, if a two o'clock slot comes and I've got to work on that task until three, I make sure I don't have any interruptions. Even if people call me, right. I don't answer the phone call. I get back to them. I have slots so you're in the day. Real, real focus. Yeah, I'm very, I'm very focused. I'm very disciplined. I think one of the things that have people maybe procrastinate is because they they say they want to do something and they go by their feelings, and feelings won't get you very far. You know, it's like going to the gym. Oh, I don't feel like going. So you go because you said you would. And initially, I had someone that used to hold me to account, like a coach, because left to your own devices. Mm. You know, we're quite sneaky. So it's a bit like personal training in terms of in the gym as well, isn't it? Like, Effectively, yes. If you're a personal trainer, they can actually give you a tool or a technique to use or yes. keep you focused. Yes. And then later on, they'll come and measure them to make sure you're okay and you're, you're, you're heading in the right direction. Yes, exactly that. I mean, people say to me, you know, why do I need to go on a personal development course? Why should I have a coach? And the analogy I use is if you look at any top athletes in the world or people that are good at what they're good at, most of them have a coach or a mentor. And the coach will have them see things that they won't see themselves. You know, I use the analogy, a fish doesn't know it's swimming in water. You know, it takes someone outside. So, Sally, you, you'll see things in me that I'll never see because I'm in my own little bubble. Because it also that you might be too close to the issue as well. And I, and exactly. I met somebody recently yes. who's um, CEO of um, a big recommendation engine. Uh, and I said, well, what about the strategy and stuff? He said, well, I've got a strategy, but I've got a coach who actually makes sure that I'm actually on track with some of the things I want to do, which I thought was actually really interesting because yes. it's not about lack of confidence. It's actually more about, um, and it's not about qualifying. It's exactly what you said. Sometimes you can be so close to the problem that you can't see what the other person can see. You know? that, that is so true. And, and in terms of the coaches that I use, uh, for example, the project that we're going to talk about, I've been putting off doing that project for 12 years, Savi. Because it is so big. But in the meantime, yes. the fantastic project that you have done, which we want, I really want to talk yes, to you about, is the second thing yes. I was going to talk to you about today, yes. was uh, the vision for the homeless, right? Yes. What an incredible idea that is. I'm not just saying that to make you feel good. I just think it's a real, um, well, the question is, what drove you to do that? Did you like to drive past and go, you know what, I think these people might need more healthcare. Because there is obviously in the UK, we've got the National Health Service and it's mm. sometimes difficult to get an appointment. And, um, you know, it's just like a really, you know, awkward thing sometimes as well, because if somebody's homeless, you know, they haven't got a base. So where do they start from? And what do they put, they're, they're putting and put their health on, not the main priority, are they? Because they're just trying to survive every day. How did you come up with that idea? And, and what's, the, what's the passion for that? The idea came up initially in um, 2002, and I, I went travelling around the world, I went backpacking around the world, and I, I clearly remember the moment that it happened, and I went to a very poor township in South Africa, just to have a look, and I got off the minibus, and the first thing that I noticed was that not one person that I could see around me was wearing glasses. And that's when I decided, I thought, Rinda, stop being so selfish. Was this after you qualified, though? Isn't it? This was after I qualified. So I've been an optometrist for about 21, 22 years. So this was what, about 15 years ago. And I, I got off the minibus and I thought to myself, Rinda, stop being so selfish and, just be and not just be motivated by money. And you know, do something to give back. And I decided in that moment that once a week, when I get back to the UK, I'm going to start going into homeless centres with, a, a, with, it's called a domiciliary kit, which is a mobile optician's kit, and, and doing eye tests. And I made that decision, and first my, my ego was saying, okay, you're going to lose this much money, 
but then I, I put that to the side. And as I came back to the UK, I started doing research and looking at what organizations actually exist that provide this service. And I noticed there was a niche in the market. There wasn't any organization that was providing free eye care for homeless people. So then um, uh, I created a team and that's, that's where it was born. We, we launched uh, in 2003 and now we've been running for 15 years. So it's quite amazing, literally a year after, you know, you did the, your, your backpacking and then straight away when you came back, you started focusing on that. So I mean, you know, one year is really amazing to, to go from seeing an issue to help. And obviously it doesn't take, you know, you're a big bang on that day, but you've obviously built up on that. In 2003, you had, you had people that you were helping. You know, it wasn't a year. I mean, one of the things I've learned to do is not, not procrastinate, as yeah. we were talking about earlier, is when I have an idea, I'm like a, I'm like a machine. If I have an idea, I just put it into reality because I know the longer that I leave it, the less chance it's going to happen. So when I go on a personal development course, and I'll be going on courses till the day I die, because I always love stretching and growing and being better today than I was yesterday, I've got a habit now. When I go on a course, I make sure I take the most action in the first 24 hours after that course. And it might be a little action. And you start planting that seed, and that seed grows into a little flower, then a beautiful rose bush. And it's, it's about taking action. So coming back to what you said earlier, it wasn't, I didn't wait a year before I started that project. I went traveling, I came back to, I think, uh, London about November, and literally within a few weeks, I created a team. It took eight or nine months for us to get the preparation, the planning, get the sponsors on board, get the funding on board, get uh, companies on board. And then we launched the actual project in September 2003, and we partnered up with a charity called Crisis. It was a big homelessness charity, mm. and so we we've got optician consulting rooms. Have you ever had a night? Of, you must no, have had an eye test. Yeah, I saw yeah, you wearing glasses. Yeah, yeah, I do my reading glasses. Yeah, so there. so you know the room that you sit in to have an eye test. That's called a consulting room. So we've got permanent consulting rooms inside homeless centres around the UK. Wow. So they're not on the high street. So and we have volunteer optometrists, and we pay some optometrists to come in and provide the glasses, uh, provide the eye test, and then we've got uh, spec savers probably the biggest giant optometry practice in the, in the, in the world. They fund all our frames. Uh, so that, that's how it started. Now, now we've got nine centers and we're growing all the time around the country. Yeah, so we've got nine centers around the UK and we're growing every year. And one of the things we found with homeless people is that um, um, only a certain percentage that are on benefits are entitled, and that's probably only about 20% savvy, are entitled to go into a, a normal high street practice and get a free eye test. There's about 60, 70, 75% that aren't any, aren't any benefits because they're on the streets or they're, they're called uh, um, living in friends' houses or they're sofa surfing, as they call it. They don't get any benefits. So we actually find the whole lot. So when do they get benefit because they don't have a place uh, of, of residence? Is that the reason why? That's the main reason. If also, you don't have a place of residence, you can't claim for um, actually having your own. Yes, you need, you need a fixed abode. That's okay. the first thing. And also you need to have a certain period of time that you are at this residence as well. And not everyone is going to qualify for benefits. So, okay. so we provide eye tests for all homeless people. And also, once we did our research, we found that even the people that were on benefits, they felt embarrassed to go into a normal high street practice because maybe it's too modern for them. And what we thought was, wouldn't it be great to actually have an optician service right on their doorstep? They're already going into homeless centres. Some homeless centres provide shower facilities, some provide food is it, facilities. Is this like a, like a pop-up type thing, is it? Or is it something that you, you no, can leave there? The, the, these are permanent rooms. So yeah, these yeah. are permanent rooms that we've got. We, we, are, we have got a new initiative that's starting where we're providing, going to be providing a mobile service. We're also going to start a new initiative which is going to be an iBus 
where we're going to actually take the bus out to the homeless people as well. So we're, we're putting all these initiatives in place. The other initiative that we're starting is to encourage high street opticians to maybe give up one day a month to actually invite homeless people to their practice and provide services for them. So we've got many initiatives going on to, to target as many homeless people as we can. That's really good. And, and do you think that we're going to do this in other locations around the world? Or is there something that you're doing in the UK? That was my initial vision when I first started the charity. Because you I, said that you were in South Africa and you saw this. Yeah, so my initial, my initial vision was to, pardon the pun vision, yeah. my initial vision was to yeah. take this around the world. But as, as, we, as the tra charity grew, we realised there was other organisations like Vision Aid Overseas, Site Savers, there's other charities that already exist that provide this service worldwide. So the initial plan is just to take it to the, to, throughout the UK. Okay, that's really good. So, having done one charity, and it's still ongoing, and uh, I think the website is called, what's it called? Vision? It's called Vision Care for Homeless People, Brilliant. or vchp.org. Okay. Brilliant. So I recommend people go and have a look at that. Thank you. That'd be really good. And also give support if they can, right, to it. Um, and learn all about the great work. And it's a really shining example, right? Uh, shining, enlightened, enlightened entrepreneur. Um, so the next enlightening project, or lightning project, I should say, <laughs> about to hit the spark, I think. You're trying to spark it off and make it happen. Yeah. Uh, and you've got some interesting plans for that. Um, so now that you've done, you're doing your property stuff, you're doing uh, your uh, main work, which is you know, a person that's helping people day to day, mm -hmm. and then you've got this homeless project, mm -hmm. you've got a fourth dimension, as if you weren't busy already with your family life, right? Yeah. To do uh, this thing called World Transformation Day, yes. right? But let's take a, bit, a little bit uh, of a back you know, step from that. Mm -hmm. You've done a number, as you mentioned before, personal development um, courses mm -hmm. and things that have changed the way that you look at life and you approach um, you know, like procrastination or no longer. Um, I'm sure there was an influence. What there. does that word mean? Well, oh, you can't spell it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but now you're not doing that anymore. And that's yeah. that as a result of doing the personal development courses, you're able to say, here's a way for me to do this mm -hmm. a different way. That's my first question. The second question is your next project is not only to take the learnings that you've had, but to take the learnings out into the wider world mm -hmm. um, to give other people an opportunity to develop themselves yes. and pursue their goals. Mm -hmm. um, and I know we spoke briefly recently about the fact that, you, that your ultimate aim is maybe to link up with universities or colleges or further education to study, which are in basically linked back to the actual project that will start in a slum, say, mm -hmm. right? So they've got effectively a way of moving out of that really awful situation and they can see that there is some light, you know, that they can move towards and follow and actually, you know, have a better life in the future. Is that the, is that the, essentially the project that you, you're now going to develop? And, and what does it look like? How are you doing that? The, the project, uh, can, I, can I share with you how it started? And sure. that actually answer your question. Yeah, so, I mean, it's, it's funny, I was thinking about the word procrastination. What I'm going to say next is going to make you laugh. This project that I've started, I have actually been putting it off for 12 years, even though I've been in action with various other things. And... So I suppose I have been procrastinating, so, you know... Well, maybe, sometimes it yeah. may be not procrastination, it's just the things fall in the right time, you get yeah. enough experience with yourself, yes. you get a realisation that you've got the tools now to be able to do it, and the contacts, uh, and also, in a way, the homeless project that you did, so you haven't really procrastinated. No, That's I all no, great experience no, for the next generation. I feel, I feel better, yeah. thank you. But it's, it's all great experience yeah, to put you into right. the next mode, yeah? Yeah, so basically, um, I, I totally believe that. I, I don't believe in coincidences. I call it synchronicity. You know, when we first spoke on the phone, I said, look, we were meant to be speaking. So I believe that everything happens at the right time. So thank you for uh, reiterating that. 
So this project I've been delaying and been busy doing other things for over 12 years and, and the reason being savvy is it's such a big project that it's been so scary for, for me to start it. And they say that when you, when you do something, create a, create a why about what you want to do. It's the why that gets you through, it's the reasons that get you through the seasons. And create a why that makes you cry. That's how passionate you've got to be about your project. And I've been so scared to start this project because it's, it's just so big. And, and my dream, which I've nice now started, is to go to poor countries around the world and take, off, take people that are living on the streets, children as well as adults, <coughs> excuse me, take them off the streets and to first obviously give them the most immediate needs, shelter, clothing and food. But more importantly, to shower them with so much personal development education so they can start seeing and believing that they can be, do and have anything they want in their but, life. But it's also more than just the personal development. And, and when we spoke about it, it was also about things like, you know, you're talking about meditation. Is that, is that an important person, yeah, for, So for me, my definition of personal development, personal development uh, uh, education is everything. It's, for me, it's yoga, it's meditation, it's uh, breaking limiting beliefs, it's the law of attraction. It's basically working on your mindset. To, you know, I, I believe people say you are what you eat. I say you are what you think. What you think about, you bring about. So it's about shifting your mindset in here. Now, it's not an easy process. If I spoke to someone who's living in a slum all their life and said, look, do blah, 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 and you're going to be... It doesn't work that way. It's, it's going to be... You know, if that person's 15, 20 years old, they've had a certain amount of conditioning for 15 or 20 years to think a certain way. So I use the analogy, take a, a glass filled with water. And you, you've got to just add one or two drops of orange cordial into that water. And that's, that's like negativity, your belief system. And it gets diluted. And, and, and it basically becomes orange. It does, yeah. And to get that orange water back to water again, you've got to add a lot of water. So I believe personal development, whether it's meditation, yoga, uh, working on your mindset, is adding positivity, adding water over a period of time, a sustainable amount of time. And you don't have to be 100% positive. It's, it's like a tipping scale. You just be positive or instill enough positive stuff into your mind on a regular basis, just 51% then it'll tip. And you, in the other example is a garden. You know, you have to do this regularly. I, I listen to personal development stuff daily, the books that I read, I'm feeding my stuff regularly, whether it's through my phone or listening to stuff or, or reading stuff. It's like a garden. If you're not taking the weeds out of that garden and you do it for maybe for six months, those weeds are gonna grow back in. And the beautiful thing is, for me personally, it becomes such a beautiful, positive um, uh, practice. That I just love it. I, I actually love being involved in personal development. Coming back to your original question, so my dream has been to, to shower these people with personal development and to have them start seeing that they can be, do and have anything they want. They don't have to be dictated by the environment what their dad did or their granddad did, they don't have to be, be uh, influenced by their circumstances. They, they can create the life they want because what they say and what they do rather than the environment. <clears throat> and and, and um, so that was the project. I was speaking to uh, my coach, Harish, and we were talking about the project. He goes, Rinder, I love this project. And I said, you know what my dream is to, to run a pilot right in the heart of a slum in India where we actually do a day of workshops, a day of, uh, an hour of meditation, an hour of yoga, bring in a motivational speaker for an hour, bring in a life coach for an hour, and we run that pilot, and then we work off that pilot, and we do regular weekly events, where we actually allocate people living in the slum 
after a certain period of time with a personal life coach. So imagine someone living in the slum, whether it's an adult or a child, and a life coach working with that person, and the life coach would help them get from where they are to where they want to be. They might just want to get into a better slum. It doesn't matter. I don't know what their vision and their dream is. Then it's game over. If you have someone working with you regularly on a weekly basis, and you're open enough to contribution, it's not just giving them tips and advice. It's actually helping that person overcome their limiting beliefs. Now, I'll be honest with you, this project wouldn't be to where it is today, three or four months later, if I didn't have a coach. I've been stopped many a times in this project, and Harish is just a phone call away. You know, in the first two or three weeks, I was waking up with panic attacks, thinking, how the hell am I going to make this project come together? Because, because, yeah, overwhelmed, because what I believe what happens is we have an identity, which is our past. Call it ego, and it's, gonna, it's, it's, it's job is to make you just be the person that it knows it to be. And then there's your higher self or something connected to the universe, which is your purpose. And whenever you want to do something that's not who you are, I believe there's a breaker switch that kicks in. You know, Tony Robbins talks about it. He says that when you do something in life that's really big... Maybe took you back to what the main uh, you know, reasons were why you were doing it, get you refocused again, you know, yeah. give you a few techniques to help kind of, you know, understand... Yeah, so it's basically techniques that, yeah. that help you break through limiting beliefs. So. So coming back to the project, uh, sorry, I was digressing. We, myself and Harris were talking and we said, we want, I want to do this project in India. And he said, why don't we call it India Transformation Day? And I can't remember if it was him or me. We said, okay, why don't we call it World Transformation Day? Because the World Transformation Day is the thing that you've actually you know, uh, put together and thought, um, this would be really good to do with lots of people. Yes. Uh, lots of parallel things happening at the same time. Yes. Uh, and some of them could be paid for and yes. some of them could be uh, for free. Uh, yes. And I think what's interesting, and uh, you know, Steal your thunder. Uh, the the point you were saying earlier on to me uh, was some contribution could yes. go to sustaining it as well. Because that's the that's the most difficult thing, isn't it? That you do something uh, and it just kind of like you know you talk you talk about the tipping thing, but you don't want to get the edge into the cliff and go all right. I say I'm not doing that again because it's too scary. You want to look yes. out there to use the same analogy. What you want to do is oh actually I like, I quite like climbing uh, Snowden. Next time I do Ben Nevis. Next time I do you know Everest. You know you kind of your your climbs that you. You build on, and if you, you think Ben Nevis is enough, you maybe not want to do any more than that. But at least what you've done is you've achieved a few mm-hmm. things. Yeah. No, definitely. So when coming back to you talk about World Transformation Day, so what we've created is World Transformation Day, and on the seventh of April two thousand and eighteen, the project that I'm doing with Harish in India is is my self expression, it's my purpose, my passion, my vision. But at the same time, Sabi, we've got people all around the world doing projects that are their self-expression exactly on that same day. And what we did three or four months ago is we've partnered up people who've got vision and a dream. You know, one of the things you spoke to me about when we first spoke on the phone is, it's great going to a course and being motivated, but how do you do it? What's, you know, what's the day-to-day things? And, and I, I realised that one of the things I said to you, Sabi, I said, you know, I don't know if it was you or someone else, I said, what's the richest place on the planet? Mm. And you know the richest place on the planet, if you're Christian, is a graveyard or Muslim, because people's dreams die within them. Right. So what we've created is a project where I've got coaches who are doing this for free. You know, anyone that's behind the project in India, we're doing this for, we're not doing it for financial gain. We want, we're doing it because we want to make a difference on the planet. So I've got coaches who are doing this for free, and we've linked up these coaches with individuals who've got a dream and an idea. So I'll give you a live example. There's a gentleman called Philip, and his dream is always to create his own book. His dream has been to create his own podcast company where he's coaching people on the internet live. And he didn't know where to start. And I said to him, you know, why don't we have you launch your business on World Transformation Day? 
and the guy started sweating. He goes, I don't know how to do it. Mm. I said, I said, I know, but I said, I'm going to link you with a coach. The coach is going to help you get from where you are to where you want to be. And he said, oh, I know, that'd be amazing. And it's only been two months. The guy is ready to launch his book. Kishan, who's coaching him for free, has helped him get his book launched. And on the 7th of April, the guy's transformed. On the 7th of April, he's going to launch his business of running podcasts. And one of the things we've said to people is, if you are going to do a business event on the day, we'd like you to tithe 10% of whatever you make back to World Transformation Day. And that's exactly what's happened. Uh, Philip called me two weeks ago. He said, look, he goes, I want to I give back. He goes, because of what I'm doing, because of the drug, you look, he hooking me up with a coach. Someone's giving me 5,000 Australian dollars because they believe in me. He goes, I want to I give some of that to you. I said, look, if you've got the money, can you, can you tithe 10%? He goes, yeah. He's already put the money in our account. Wow. Mm-hmm. And, I said, and I also said, we'd like you, because this project started because of the coaching, can you tithe 10% of whatever you make for the rest of your life? He goes, definitely. So these are self-sustaining. Now, that's only because we gave him a coach. Now, if you've already got a project that you already don't need a coach for, now, the India project itself, so, that, so that's what's happening in World Transformation Day. Does that answer your question? Yeah, so so, so the, the, the message I want to send out to the audience, one is, if you're someone who is already doing something, you might be a life coach, you might be a personal development trainer, you might be a yoga instructor, you might do medicine, you might be doing something, but some, you might be putting something off. On that day, take action. Use that day to inspire. It might be riding a bike. It might be saying to someone, I love you. It might be asking someone out. Do something that for you is transformational. But in terms of a project, if you, because time is short now, we've only got like six or seven weeks. If you're someone that's got a business or an activity that you want to run on World Transformation Day, we would wel- welcome you to run an event on that day and you'll be posted on our website. So you social have media. A, a website where you can put all the yeah. partners in one place. Yes, right? we, we've got a website that's going live literally in the next 24, 48 hours right. and it's called world, uh, www.worldtransformationday.com. Good. Worldtransformationday.com. And your, your project will be posted on there. You'll get publicity. And, and as I said, if you are doing an event that's going to be a business event or a money-making event, we just invite you to donate 10% towards World Transformation Day to help other people achieve their dreams. So it's almost like paying it forward to help them realize that. Absolutely. So that's, exact, that's what's happening for World Transformation Day. Really, really, uh, really clear descriptions. I just want a few minutes before we, we finish. Yeah. Um, why... So we've spoken a little bit about, I mean, you, we've really spoken a lot about how you're managing all this stuff. I mean, obviously you've got electronic aids and stuff mm-hmm. to do that. But... And, I, I, and, a, and a very patient wife. And a very patient wife, <laughs> and family. Uh, yeah. the, and so all, all uh, kudos to, to yes. them. Um, but my interest is, right, uh, specifically for this, for this program as well as for your, um, you know, initiative that you're running, is how are you going to sustain that momentum and is it is it purely on passion alone you know uh, and, I, and I interviewed somebody recently I was talking to you about him earlier and uh, he was talking about the fact that he has to do a lot of stuff off the cuff um, so he, he does a lot of reading he's really passionate about his subject the more he learns about his subject the more he has that's really in his database as he called it in his head right so are the how are you going to sustain and, and so we talk about procrastination but how do you sustain the momentum Right, I guess little thing at home yes. when, I, when I'm with the kids and uh, we go for a walk and say, oh, I'm really fast and you I go, and, and then they always take the Mickey at me and I, and I say, it's, it's, I say it's not about speed, it's about sustain. I mean, you can be super duper fast, but you won't run out of fuel, right? 
how are you going to sustain it? I know you've got that model where people are going to but how are you personally going to sustain your, your energy and, and your level? Because obviously yes. you're doing a lot of things and that's a really good thing, but there's only a certain number of hours in the day. But what do you think about? What, what kind of what have you got in your mind that's that's keeping you on track apart from the coach obviously okay so the first thing is my reason why whenever i get stopped or a hurdle comes up and i use this example and i say to people imagine your vision is so big it's like this, the size of that wall so if you, if you look over that wall there yeah? right. that's your vision is so big now put your hand in front of your face you just put your hand in your hand the viewers okay. watching this yeah. now that that is a roadblock but when your vision is so big you can actually see through your hand so the vision's got to be bigger than the obstacles that you encounter so whenever i get stopped the first thing i think of is the the people living in the slum the children and the adults are on the streets and then i, I sometimes get moved to tears so that's my why. Mm. It's the reasons that are going to get you through the season. But also, is, is that yeah. the same thing, just to pull back on the previous project that we were talking about, is that when you got off, you know, I can imagine you, you've got your rucksack on, you know, the dusty, you know, you're kind of the, the coach has pulled up and you've got your, 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 your uh, backpack and you put it down and you've looked out and you've seen the kids uh, and you thought, I mean, that, that, that moment hit you, didn't it, about the fact that this is really bad. You know, there, there are people out here that are suffering with eye problems or whatever and there's nothing here to help them. And so was it, was, was this something, is that thing that, the thing that you had in your mind when you were doing that project, you yeah. thought, I can't have a situation where people are getting, their eyesight's getting worse. I mean, these days, eye surgery is incredible that, you, that, you know, people can have balloons and gas put in their eyes and they can have their retinas stitched back in or lenses, whatever. You know, there are so many incredible things that people could do surgery-wise, but vision of part of the senses that you have. Every, you know, if you cut your thumb, you know, and, and you're trying to, you know, eat with your thumb or you cut the side of your lip and you, 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 it tells you how bad it is that you need every single part of your body. Is there something inside of you that is seeing uh, compassion in one sense? But is there something inside you that's saying, I really need to help that person, right? What's, what's from within that's driving you? What's within me, we, we talked about this before the interview and I, I have a knowing and call it coming from God or the universe, I have a knowing that this is my purpose. That my purpose is to help people around the world and I don't know why that calling is there. I don't know where it comes from. It's a knowing that I have. Well, so sometimes it can come from family upbringing, you know, your yeah. parents you know, you know, brought you up well and the people that you interact with in everyday life and you, you look out across and say, I, you know, I've done well in this area, maybe I can help somebody else. You know, it takes a very special kind of person to maybe not be you know, constantly driven on cash, you know? Um, yeah, so, so I, firstly, it's that calling, it's, it's that in, in, in a belief. So when I started this project in India, the moment I said yes and I started it, it was done here, and it was done here. So heart mind. Yeah, and then it was just waiting for time to catch up. The second thing that I think is really, really important for me personally is to have a coach. Because the coach is there to help you when you get stopped. The coach is there for me to help me when I'm down. The coach is there to help me to overcome my own personal limiting beliefs. And the third thing is leverage. You know, the reason I can do so much, so vision care for homeless people, my involvement now is I'm just on the board of directors as, a, as the head of fundraising. You created a system, right? Yeah, so the system's been created. So we have a board of directors, we've got staff, that's snowboarding, you know, the idea of the snowball, the snowball starts at the top of a, of a, a mountain, it goes down and gets bigger. I can't stop that project, that, that project's going to be here even when I die. Mm -hmm. So it's a matter of creating a system and, and leverage is, is really uh, 
cool team. So maybe in a way, you're leaving a positive legacy behind that inspires other people. Yeah, and I'm not doing it for that reason, but I think the important thing not is... Not necessarily having your name on it. Yeah, I'm just he, saying, he's, you know. his team, so, uh, uh, you know, analogy is together, everyone achieves miracles. Right. T-E-A-M. He's to have a team, so, you know, on the World Transformation Day project, it's not me that's heading all the new projects coming aboard. Harish is looking after that side. I'm just looking after bringing, making the India project happen. And then we've got uh, coaches. Then we've got people helping with the website, Tinder, who we know mutually. And then you've got the links of the universities as well. Yeah, right? so, and then one of the things that we're going to be doing in, in India is, is working with the slums and encouraging the slum children to go to school. Very good. And, you know, to do that. So, so I think those are the three things. One is to create a why that, you know, is big enough. Secondly, is to have a coach. And thirdly, is to create a team. And I suppose there is a fourth thing, is to feed, I feed myself regularly with positive stuff. So when I feel down, or when I get stopped, I just listen, I go into YouTube, or I listen to something motivational, whether it's Tony Robbins or Wayne Dyer or Deepak Chopra, and sometimes I listen to the same stuff every day, three or four times, right. until I get it. Right. And that has me tipped from being negative to positive again. Now, I've become someone who's self-sustaining because I've done this for over 20 years. Initially, um, you know, to, that was the analogy of pouring water in that glass of orange, Initially, it won't be as easy as that. Initially, you may not be self-sustaining. So I think it's important to surround yourself with people that are going to lift you up. So your peer group is important. So go on courses, read books, listen to audios, um, hang around with people that are going to lift you, find a mentor. Um, I think these things are all ingredients to have you become successful in the endeavour that you want to achieve. It might be a business project, it might be a charity project. But I think no one's ever going to do it on their own. And the ones that feel they're going to do it on their own, they'll only go so far and they'll burn out. The project has to be going on without you there. So I, th I think it's a really good bit of advice that it isn't, you know, you know, you connect with the right people and then yes. those connections make more connections and they actually believe in the same value that you got initially and you kind of keep continuing with that passion. And on a, on a, sorry, on a, on a spiritual level, and some people might not relate to this, but I believe that what you think about, as I said, you bring about, and there's, there's a law of attraction, right. that when you change your vibration in your head, in your mindset, people start coming to you. I, I genuinely do not believe that this is a coincidence. What happens after a while, when you start working on your mindset, things start happening effortlessly, which initially you might think, oh my God, where did that come from? But I experience it on a regular day basis now, because I wake up every morning and I say to myself, I'm looking forward to the miracles that are going to happen to my life today. So just having that attitude of gratitude as well. Absolutely, that, that's a lovely point as well that to kind of finish on. I'd like to say thanks very much to uh, Arun Paul. Uh, can, I, can I mention something that, sure. that's very important that sure. I forgot to mention, sorry, but I know you're about to close off. Is, is the, one of the things that's very important is the project that we're doing in India is uh, going to require funding. And we're going to be running the pilot on the 7th of April. And then the life coaches are going to be gaining weekly, the yoga teachers are going to be gaining weekly, and we're going to have an event every month where we're going to have a motivational speaker come in to, and then that's going to be a sustainable model. And it's going to cost around £1,700 to £2,000 per month to pull that off. So we're looking for people who want to donate money, who may want to sponsor the event, they might want to sponsor the whole year of 23 or 24,000 pounds, they might want to sponsor just one of the 12 months. So anyone that's interested who'd like to get publicity, this is called cause-related marketing or altruistic marketing, you know, please get in touch with us, www.worldtransformationday.com. 
and we can see how we can serve you to achieve that. Absolutely, fantastic. I just wanted to say thanks so much for uh, your time, because you're a busy person, and with all the projects that you're doing. Uh, it has been really uh, enlightening, right? And may you uh, continue to, uh, to reflect positivity uh, and also ensure that all the great projects that you've got going already and the new ones that you're about to embark on will be as successful as you and more importantly, drive success in other people. So wonderful to meet you. Thank and you wish for you me. all the best in the future. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Very much. Thanks very much. We hope you enjoyed that episode. It was recorded a couple of years ago when the World Transformation Day, in terms of the idea, was originally formulated. We hope you got some inspiration from all the exciting work that Harinda is actually doing. Join us on World Transformation Day. What are you doing and what will you share with us on the day? Find out more at www.facebook.com forward slash World Transformation Day.